At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome. Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I am the host, Rashawn McDonald. You know, the interviews and information that this show provides are for everyone. Please listen. Please take their advice. Please, uh, you know, Google information I give you. Do your research. Um, the information I give you is information that I believe will make your life a lot better because it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start living your own. Also on the show, I have Brad Baldridge. Over the past 10 years, Brad has directly helped hundreds of family plan and pay for college. That's important. We're in the, we're in the college season. Got to help these kids make it to their educational goals and got to have that money. Has provided in-depth college plans resulting in increased financial aid, scholarships, identification of right schools at the right price, and better loans. As I say every week, you can only hear these interviews on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Let's get this show started with my first guest. It is Brad Baldridge. He is one of the nation's leading financial experts. He teaches families the best ways to plan, save, and pay for college so they can make their children's college dreams come true without wiping out their finances or their retirement. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Brad Baldrige. How you doing, Brad? <clears throat> I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty good, Brad. You know, I, I always call my guests prior to the show just to hear, hear the voice and let them know that you know this is a very uh, upbeat show about information that uh, I want to share with my guests. How long have you been doing this, Brad? I've been doing this about 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And what pushed you in this direction? Because you are a certified plan, financial planner, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So college planning is kind of a subset of uh, general financial planning, which what is what CFPs do. And I just got involved in it. And the more I got involved, the more questions I heard, the more I realized that this was an area that just isn't being covered by for most families as far as their normal planning. And there's a big need for it. So I've been giving presentations at high schools and just have a had a very good response. So I just, again, it's kind of a snowball. The more I worked at it, the more I 
more information I put out there, the more people came to me and had more questions. Well, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, help me out with the education of what scholarships are, what is financial planning, what is financial aid, because those are different fields of, 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 of education that you can finances that you can get to pay for an education. Correct. But how do you as a financial planner for the for the for for college education, how do you work amongst these different fields when a person or a parent comes to you? Right. Yeah. So it's kind of a specialized area because you need to have a really good understanding of how financial aid works, both the need based aid, which is the FAFSA and all that process, as well as scholarships and merit scholarships and merit aid, and that would be athletics and high academic achievers and that type of thing. And then all that has to roll together with the family's finances. And, you know, for most families, college is going to cost something, but depending on where you stand, it could be five or 10 or $20,000, or it could be 50 or 60 or $70,000 for each year. So, you know, doing it well makes sense for most families. You know, sometimes every year you read about I got a hundred scholarships. I got fifty scholarships. I've been enrolled in over two hundred schools. And when you sit down and you talk to, do you talk to the schools directly, or do you do do uh, virtual counseling, or how does your system work, Brad? Right. So generally, you can think of it as I'm the coach that's working with parents. Right. So I help parents understand need-based aid and merit aid, and talk them through what they can do to make things better whether they should save or invest or choose the right loans or um, reposition assets, help them figure out what schools might be a good fit for their student. Again, oftentimes, because college is so challenging, people are shocked to learn that there's very similar schools with very different price tags, just depending on how your family fits into the the overall mix for that particular school. Let me ask you this, because I got to ask these questions, because, you know, do you bring in, because, you know, there are a lot of military options to pay for school. Do you bring that into your financial planning as an option, or you stick with the merit and the need base? Yeah. Military does come up where it's a good fit. Uh, and again, that's kind of a family decision. Um, you know, military is an option. Athletics for, you know, some athletes. Uh, but the reality is for a lot of people, you know, five or 10% might be athletes, right. a few percent might use the military, a few percent. And that's the challenge, right? There's all these different ideas and programs out there and only a couple of them are going to be right for any particular family. And I think that's the big caution where, you know, families will say, well, my brother-in-law did it and this is what he did. But unless your family and your student and your income and all your statistics are just like your brother-in-law, there's a good chance that what worked for him may not work for you. And you're going to have to come up with your own strategies that will work better for you. And that's really the key. Cause I was a need base when I was in college. I, you know, my family, my father was a truck driver and I hit that, hit that economic level where I was able to apply for financial aid. And that enabled me to actually go through college and I didn't have to get a college loan. Now, because there's the, the, the big shout out now is that these college loans and trying to get um, government subsidies where they don't have to pay these loans back. And I'm just as I walk through this conversation with you, Brad, and Brad is one of the nation's leading college financial experts. He teaches families the best ways to plan, save and pay for college so they can make their children's college plans come true. Now, you hear the word loan, you, uh, you hear the word need base, you hear the word merit. Mm-hmm. Walk us through 
is 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 getting a loan a bad thing for no. your education? No, I mean getting a loan in general is not bad. It's not good either. It's just a one tool in the toolbox, and I think where people misuse the tool, that's when things get bad, right? If you only have a hammer and you've got screws that you're trying to deal with, it's just not a good fit. And it's kind of the same thing when it comes to college. You know, sometimes a loan is the only tool available, so that's the one you use, and it gets people in trouble. Other times, loans are, you know, very appropriate. So it really depends on, you know, your particular situation and, you know, how much earnings you may have to pay them back and all that type of thing. But, so, you, but like you said something really interesting. You said, Rashawn, you know, you would think that the uh, same school would have the same financial commitment and they don't. So if you have a student out there and you and they're trying to go the route of a loan, knowing they have to pay that loan back, do you play a role in the decision making with the parent to say, hey, look, this is what's going to happen. I would recommend this school over here excellent graduate uh, excellent reputation within the business community how does your relationship work with the parents because in the end you're trying to make sure that they the child gets a proper education the parents are not so not like mortgaging their retirement and there's a, a, an opportunity for this kid to live a life that their parents may not have led right exactly and I think it's if you you know look at what it looks like at the end right. Uh, you know, that's a, you know, an important thing to realize that, you know, as an example, at the very end of the process, at the end of your senior year, you know, a family might say, okay, we applied to these five schools, right. you know, this one we didn't get accepted at. This is the local state school. It's going to cost us about 25,000. Here's a couple of private schools. One's 27,000, one's 29,000. And then here's another private school that's, you know, 57,000. A lot of families would say, you know, 57 versus 27, you know, maybe we'll skip that expensive one, but not always. Sometimes people say that, you know, the most expensive one's the one we like and we're willing to pay it. There's no right or wrong here. Just like when we buy a car, not everybody pays the same price. But if there's lower priced options available, you know, you certainly want to consider them. And I think that's where many families make a mistake is when they apply all their choices end up being expensive choices and they didn't even realize that there was lower cost options available because it it's very opaque you know colleges have the price that they publish but there's also the price you pay and that can be very different if you get a lot of aid you know as an example stanford is 80 some thousand dollars but they've had some press releases out there saying that for families whose income is under a hundred thousand you know, their costs will essentially be zero. They'll pay all of tuition and all of room and board so a student can go almost free. Now, if that's the case, you know, it doesn't really matter that they list at 85000 What you pay is what matters. And conversely, if your income is really high at Stanford, they don't offer any merit aid at all. So if you don't show any need, then you're going to pay full price almost no matter what because of the way the system works. So for some families... You know, Stanford could be free for other families. It could be eighty five thousand. And it's really understanding where you fit into that. Because I've had families come to me and say, it doesn't make sense. The school didn't offer any merit aid. And it's like, OK, well, that school never offers merit aid. So <laughs> right, not right. like they're picking on you. They don't give it to anybody. So look for schools where merit aid is appropriate. If you have a student, that's, you know, that that's um, what you need to do to make it work. Other families, it's like, well, let's find schools that are very generous on the need-based side, because in our situation, need-based aid is what's going to help us. 
And then there's always the low co- lower cost, you know, state schools. And again, when I say low cost, the average state school is 27000 per year all in. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, again, relative to the 50000 and $75,000 schools, it looks like a good deal. Right. And, I, I can assure you that, uh, Brad, that I, I, I was a need base. I was way under $100,000, my family. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, it, that, that, that's, that's where we get, you know, the thing about it, when I, when I, when I wanted to bring you in the show, I'm very happy because you are breaking down, there's a place you can go or a person you can talk to that can really, you know, weed through all these decisions or these, uh, books and all this, that's really what your brand is all about. Kind of like breaking through all the confusion of bringing clarity to better options, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, there's all kinds of programs. And every time the government says, okay, we're going to build a new program because we found a problem. We're going to help, you know, these people in this situation. Well, now there's one more program that you have to figure out if you qualify for or not. And because over the years they've added need-based aid and merit aid and the fastest common changed and there's different loans. And now there's a, and the states get involved. States also offer aid in various ways. By the time you mix it all together, most families are like, wow, this is really confusing. Do I look at these programs or those programs and how does it all come together? I mean, that's the bad news is it's confusing and challenging. The good news is if you look at a typical college campus, there's lots of students there. So right. most families in the end eventually figure it out. The real challenge is did they figure it out as best as they could? You know, Are they paying the lowest number they could? And I think for a lot of families, they're not because they made mistakes and they ended up just taking loans to, you know, to cover up the fact that they didn't plan well. And, and that's, that's where I, and I, that's the catch 22 that we are talking about in this interview is that, you know, these, when I brought up the whole matter of loans, you know, where, you know, president Biden is trying to, you know, uh, just uh, let loans not and, and the general population is going, why, 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 why should I pay that off? Why should I that's the decision they made. They and that's what I'm saying is that you have to sit down with what I consider you to be an expert in the college financial planning world. How does one get in touch with you or or do you have a website to be able to yeah. communicate with these needs? And my interview is not over. I just want to get this information out right now before yeah, exactly. the break. Yeah, so all my information is at our website, tamingthehighcostofcollege.com. So there's all kinds of free resources as well as phone numbers and anything else that you might need. So you can reach out there for sure. Cool. I'm talking to Brad, Brad Baldridge. For 20 years, he has shared his expertise and insights through his private practice as a blogger. We talk about that blogger, Taming the High Cost of College podcast. When we get back, but also late stage college planning. He explained that to me prior to the interview because I had never heard of that. And when he spoke to me, when he explained it to me, it made a lot of sense. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversation Masterclass with Brad Baldrige. Over the past 10 years, he's helped hundreds of families plan and pay for college. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Grammy Award winning gospel singer Yolanda Adams always brings balance into my life, especially during our interview where we discuss it's not about the amount of money you make. 
but about the amount of money you give. You have always taught us, have a good cause surrounding your brand. Don't just take. Yes. Be in the position to give. When the pandemic started, I talked to all of my manufacturers. I talked to all of my distributors. I'm like, listen, I need a portion of this money to go to Feed the Hungry. I need a portion of this money to go to Cooking for Kids. I need a portion of this money to go to Mm so-and-so. So when you buy any YA product or simply Yolanda product, with the purchase of these things, you are actually feeding people. You're actually providing assistance to the homeless folks. If you want to hear this full interview with Yolanda Adams, visit MoneyMakingConversation.com. HBCUs represent black excellence. If you attend or are an alumnus of an HBCU, we want to hear about your story. The My HBCU Story Digital Library will allow current HBCU students and alumni to share their stories. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. You can upload a photo. The photo can be recent or from when you attended your HBCU. More information is available at hbcucollegeday.com. Programming is made possible in part by support from 3815 Media, led by Emmy and NAACP Image Award-winning television producer Rashawn McDonald. 3815 Media offers social media management, podcast production, designs logos, and develops websites. Additional services include brand management and career development consulting services. More information is available at 470-688-3815 or via email at info at 3815media.com. Keep winning. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. At the beginning of my interview, Brad, you know, I was really just letting everybody know it's all about the money. It's all about the dollars. You know, that's why I wanted people to understand that you are a certified financial planner and you've shifted gears and basically a certified financial college education planner. I guess I can add that as your t- a title, correct? Yes. I mean, that's what I do. I, there's no official title for that or no official you I'm going to give it to you, whatever, Brad. I'm going to give it to you if you don't mind. I'm going to well, give it to you. Thank you. I don't mind. <laughs> and with that being said, we were, we were, we was talking about late-stage college planning. What exactly is that? Right. So late stage is where people really need to start focusing in on the very specifics of college. You know, early stage is, you know, grade school, high school, or before high school, grade school, um, kindergarten, even before school starts. Or, hey, we're pregnant. Maybe we should be, be saving for college. Right. You know, that's and that's all well and good. But you're not visiting colleges. You're not planning your testing strategies. You're not doing a lot of the very minute work, you know, early. All that starts late stage. So late stage is when you start switching from, OK, whether I've saved a bunch of money, whether I've saved zero at all, college is coming and it's coming quickly. What do I need to do to be ready? And I think for a lot of families, the first thing is you need to start earlier than what we used to. Right. You know, when I went to college, it wasn't unusual to wait till your senior year before you even thought much about college. Now, I, I encourage families to really start thinking about it sophomore year, maybe even freshman year of high school so that you have some time to plan and prepare. And again, it's not necessarily the student that's doing it that early. It's the parents because the parents have pieces to do no matter what school or whatever. So they need to understand how need-based aid is going to work and how merit aid works. And if you've been saving and investing money, are Mm -hmm. you doing enough and how much do you need and how are you going to be fair if you've got multiple kids and all these things that you can work on, even if your student's not quite ready to be visiting and doing their part yet. Mm -hmm. And 
if you can spread that out a little bit, it takes a lot of the pressure off. Because one of the things I hear over and over again is, I'm so confused, I'm so overwhelmed, and we have to get all this figured out in the next six months because, you know, we're up against deadlines. And for a lot of families, if you can start earlier so that you can slow the process down, you can enjoy it a little bit more, it's not such a rush, and you can get a little more thorough and understand, you know, what you're dealing with, um, and it helps you plan. And ultimately, I think with a little more time and effort, you come up with a plan that ultimately saves you money. And I think that's important because, you know, it, you know, of course, you know, when I was growing up, college was a lot cheaper, but it still was expensive. And, right. and you still have to plan for these things. And if I'm a parent and I need to plan for college, how do I get started, Brad? Right. So I think the first thing is to really just kind of jump in and realize that college planning is a process. You start, you know, not really understanding much of anything and either you read a book or you, you know, listen to my podcast or you, whatever it is, you just start, you know, start wherever you are and start working at it. And as you learn more, you kind of gain some experience. But, and again, you know, as an example, I give presentations at some of the local high schools and one of the high schools I've been giving presentations for the last 10 years or so. And I'll have participants come up me and they'll say, you know, I've got a senior and it's like, well, you know, all this is great information, but I feel like it was too late. You know, why weren't you here last year, the year before? And it's like, I was, I was here (laughs) the last 10 years. Wow. But a lot of parents don't pay attention. They don't, you know, they're not thinking about college. They're still trying to figure out how do we do high school, right? High school is new. And, you know, so they're not thinking about college yet. And because they're not thinking about it, they don't notice the, the bulletin that, talk about the presentations and that kind of stuff. You know, if you start thinking about it, you'll notice all that stuff and then you can start participating in it. You know, it's really because life is a lot of drama. You know, you worry about your children, you have social media issues, you know, it's so many things that life, you know, the the economy, you're just coming out of COVID. And so, you know, uh, are you going to parent your child at home or you're going to send your child to school so it's a lot of things that are going on as a parent and i just want to slow down the moment on that on my show that just people hear you got to listen that's all he's saying these options out here they didn't just pop up last week he like he said he's been in an environment where he's been there 10 years and people were walking up to him like he just started yesterday because they would not listen they were not looking at the signs on the wall they were not planning beyond a month because a lot of people kind of keep their clock on 30 days Brad or 90 days they don't look at a year or two years down the line and when you're dealing with your child you want to hear what your child's dreams are and when you hear what your child's dreams are you need to start looking at the options or whether you can how you are going to participate in making your child's dream come true that's what you're saying correct right absolutely I think there's all you know, there's kind of the big picture stuff of just understanding how it all works. And then you get into the weeds of, well, if I do this, you know, that loan is better than this loan. Or if I do, if I do this, I'll get a little more aid. Or if my student applies to these scholarships, we have a shot at, you know, changing the overall price by finding the right scholarships. So there's lots of things you can do. It's part, part of it is figuring out, well, which ones are the best things to do and which ones will have the most impact. And again, it's a kind of a case by case basis. If you've got a strong athlete, sports might be appropriate. If you don't have a strong athlete, you have to look somewhere else. If you have a strong academic, that might be your thing. Right. Now, you so you, you said a, your website earlier, 
Brad and getting phone calls in. So he said it too fast. He said it too fast. Can you slow down and restate your website as to how we can reach out to you? Right. So the website is tamingthehighcostofcollege.com. So just like it sounds, tamingthehighcostofcollege.com. And that's a podcast as well, correct? There's also a podcast available wherever podcasts are sold. Um, So you can look that up as well. It's on Spotify, et cetera. And it's really, when we're talking about parents and recommending for savings and paying for college, what are some of the biggest surprises for many parents is that the price of college isn't what they see on school websites, like you said earlier, that about Stanford. Where can you find the real cost of what a college education is for your child? Right. So I do have a free resource. I've it's uh, on my website as one of the resources, and it has the net price of colleges by state. And then, so the net price would be the you know the list price minus whatever age you typically receive. So we've got some numbers there, you know, showing if your income is this, you know, this is the average price. If your income's higher, this is the average price. So it's all broken out, and, it, and it's a great place to start. But all this stuff is averages, and that's one of the big cautions is the average is this. The, you know, the average family has 2.2 kids. Well, show me a 0.2 kid out there. It's, you know, averages only go so far. What you really need to do is understand how it's going to work for you. So Absolutely. start with the averages, learn how it works, and then from there you can literally figure out what the cost will be based on your situation, not based on an average situation. As we close out the interview, Brad, how can families balance paying for college and saving for retirement? Yeah, I think that is one of the biggest challenges. And I think it's important that you just kind of keep all your goals in mind when you're making those college decisions. Because if you need to be saving, you know, let's say 500 or 1,000 per month in order to make retirement happen, and now you just discovered that college is going to be another thousand a month. Well, you can't take the thousand that was for retirement. You got to take a thousand from somewhere else. And I think for a lot of families in the spur of the moment, they'll delay retirement or they'll do things or they won't even just think about it. They'll just say, well, so we'll sign up. We'll figure it out later. And, you know, that's kind of the And that's the mistake tale. to figure out later part is what you're trying to get us to stop doing because Correct. later will come to you quicker than you think. And when it comes to you, you don't have answers for the later. Correct. Exactly. Just like, you know, when our kids were young, it seems just like last week. And all of a sudden, here we are in high school and it's going to go just as fast as, you know, high school is going to go very quickly. And then college is here and so forth and so on. And I think that's where, again, making a reasonable plan. I'm not saying you shouldn't spend a lot of money on college. I'm not. What I'm saying is (laughs) if you're going to spend a lot of money on college, understand the impact on other areas. You know, I always give the example, you know, if you choose to give up your lake home so you can spend crazy amounts of money on college, that's one decision. But if you're going to delay your retirement until you're 75 because you spent too much on college, that's a completely different decision. And I'm not saying they're wrong decisions, but at least be aware that that's the consequences. And I've seen that happen all too often of, you know, parents having a lot of debt because they were willing to help their students you know, at any price. So the parents took on a ton of debt and now they're trying to figure out how retirement works while they're still trying to pay back student loans. And it just doesn't work for some. Wow. So that's, you know, that's the big caution of, again, for some families, loans are required to make it happen, but then you also need to have a 
you know, kind of a heart to heart with a student about, well, who's going to pay back the loans and how is this all going to come together? Absolutely. Hey, Brad, it's really a uh, um, thank you for coming on the show. I definitely uh, we're in the middle of a college season, the fall and spring. So I definitely want to continue this conversation because I think you, you uh, people need to hear, uh, like you said, they, they, they've, a lot of people didn't hear this interview. And so it's necessary that we keep selling the information, telling the story of how education is affordable. You just got to know the right path. As we close out, give out, give out your website slowly. One more time, Brad. Yes. So it's tamingthehighcostofcollege.com. Thank you, Brad. And we'll talk soon, okay? Yes. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Money Making Conversations Masterclass. Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald is produced by 3815 Media Inc. More information about 3815 Media Inc. is available at 3815media.com. And always remember to lead with your gifts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.